I taste things, it's whether I like it or don't like it. Yeah. If I start breaking it apart and breaking it down, then I can't tell you whether I like it or not because okay. there are a lot of different things about it. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michter's. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Hey, if, if you haven't already, would you mind giving me a review? You know, give me a review. If, you, if you've liked this podcast, you've been listening to it, it's been good to you. Give us a review. It helps with the algorithm. Tell a friend about it. And especially now that we're going into the new format uh, in which I spend a lot more time in storytelling. Uh, I spend a lot more time uh, telling you about the whiskeys beforehand. And here's the fun part. We're doing it all blind. There may not always be a blindfold here, but it's always going to be blind. And we're doing that here with this week and this week's guest, which is 291 Colorado Whiskey. Watch out, folks. This is going to be a good one. Now, coming up after the sponsor conversation is the storytelling message. So enjoy. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. I'm Martin Cove, Sensei John Kreese from the Cobra Kai TV series and the Karate Kid Trilogy. And I'm hosting a new podcast, Kicking It with the Coves, with my own kids, Rachel and Jesse Cove. We're going to be talking about life, our family. We're going to have some amazing guests on this show. And we're also just going to let you in on our lives a little bit. The Cove family. Listen to Kicking It with the Coves at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One. Do you have a problem with that? No, Sensei! I mean, Dad. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. In the sunshine-laden Alpine Desert area of Colorado Springs, 6,200 feet above sea level, sits a distillery that became a man's second career. 
Michael Myers was a fashion photographer, famous for his lens finding renowned models such as Angelina Jolie and actors like Sam Elliott. Growing up in Georgia and Tennessee, educated at SCAD in Savannah, Georgia, Myers became the photographer models requested because of his southern charm. One day he was in Paris, the next in Italy. Such is the glamorous high-end fashion life. Go here, go there, always bring your camera. But that changed on 9-11. Myers' apartment was in the debris wave of the Twin Towers falling. Video and still photographs show his corner apartment clear one minute and engulfed in the clouds of dust the next. They survived, but the Myers family, like countless others, would forever be haunted of that day. New York, still very much in his heart, Myers and his family moved to Colorado, and the passion for photography slowly dimmed as the years went by. However, a taste for whiskey helped him find a new career. In 2011, the once great fashion photographer built a small still in a 300 square foot commercial basement and distilled his first drops of whiskey on September 11th. This brand would be called 291 after Meyer's dorm room at SCAD and has become a beacon of joy for those who follow the brand's journey from its humble roots to a 12,000 square foot distillery near Pikes Peak, 291's changed the way I personally view stave finishes. Their use of Aspen adds an accent of wood without overpowering the whiskey, something that most definitely excites me. Today, in the newly formatted blind tasting style of the show, Myers and bar owner Lucas Fry join me to select what we think is the best 291 expression. Fry, a former college football player, owns a great bourbon bar called Cork and Cask in Colorado Springs. His nickname back then, Dr. Turkey, for his love for Dr. Pepper and wild turkey. And let me tell you something too, uh, Lucas, he gets a little, uh, he gets a little chippy. So this is going to be a fun, fun blind tasting. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, pour yourself some uh, 291 as we do a, a 291 blind tasting. Cheers, everybody. Uh, okay, so today on the Fred Minnick Show, we are beginning the new uh, series, of the new format of this podcast in which we blind taste our co-tasters. Uh, our co-tasters are going to range uh, this season from distillers to celebrities, uh, restaurant owners, chefs. But the whole point here is, is that I want to bring a little bit of my kind of blind bourbon event and uh, tasting style that I've been doing uh, in spirits competitions for the past uh, decade to the podcast. And joining me now is the owner of um, uh, Cork and Cask, um, Lucas Fry. Lucas happy, Fry, good happy, to see you. Happy to be here. It's good to see you, man. How, how are you? Um, things are great. Things are great. Um, just enjoying the start of the new year. and I'm happy to be here with Michael and Right it's on. A great time. Obviously yeah. you. Yeah. All right, and now, and of course, we got Michael Myers, owner of 291. How you doing, brother? I'm good, Fred. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm not too bad. You know, I'm ready to get into some whiskey. Now, we are tasting blinds from 291. We don't know what they are. They're simply uh, A, 
B, A, and C. Now this is, uh, that's some fancy labeling yeah, right there. Uh, and here's the thing about 291 is these, this actually, you know, they've got E and M and uh, all these different like alphabets in there. So, you know, these might actually be the name of the brands at some point. Might you know, be. A, B, or C, you know. So, uh, okay, well, let's, um, we obviously, you know, the, the format of the show is not so much to be, uh, you know, breaking down, trying to figure out what it is. It's to simply, you know, let, we're going to taste each one of these and, uh, and, and we'll talk about them. So let's go ahead and start with uh, A. I'll pour your glasses and, and so. So Lucas, tell me, how'd you get your, how'd you get your uh, start in, uh, uh, in the restaurant business? Well, I've uh, been in the restaurant business for 25 plus years, coming out of college, and oh, hey, oh. look at there. We already have We're a party salad, everybody. Knocked it over, way to go. But, uh, you know, the, Michael. the mic situation yeah. isn't the best, but so, we, 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 we'll go, we go, go with what we got. We'll make do, but I uh, started bartending out of college, and... You know, next thing I know, I'm, uh, you know, owning a bar and I got into whiskey about, really got into whiskey yeah. about 12 years ago. Um, okay. You know, I was already into whiskey, but I met a few people that uh, introduced me to the next level. And they, find, you know, they introduced me to, you know, stuff like, you know, Van Winkle and B the BTAC collections and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was a whole nother world out there. Right. And the timing was good because about 12 years ago, the whiskey, you know, craze was really getting the wheels under it. And mm -hmm. So um, it just took off from there. I found out that I had a real passion for it. And in the, down the road, I knew I wanted to own a whiskey bar and put and how it many, together. How many bottles do you have in your whiskey shop? Uh, over 300. That's right nice. Now. 300 so, labels, yeah. So you're the largest or one of the largest in Colorado? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And of course, we were there last night, yeah. and I was trying to buy everybody a drink. Uh, that, <laughs> Succeeded for the most part. Yeah, I mean, some people were in there weren't whiskey fans. Yeah. They were like just drinking wine. I you know, and that's what we do as well. We've got uh, a fairly big wine list, mm -hmm. so you know, we realize that not everybody's into whiskey, but you know, is it uh, wrong? I wanted to kick them out, but like, yeah, how nah, could you? you know, as long as they're drinking wine and not vodka, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Yeah, you know? that, they so, were they were cool. A, yeah, they were actually yeah, wine's cool. acceptable, but you know. but it was like a date kind of place. Yeah, it's like, it is. It is. It's like you must be like on the tender hot list or something. <laughs> I'm sure we are. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt about that. But it's a cool, sexy place. and uh, But we're super happy with the list and um, how right it's on. grown and developed over the years. All right, Michael, we're about they to have blind. a ton of 291, too. They do. And, I mean, and special release stuff of yeah. ours. It's really great. They've been a great support of 291, which we love. So we're about to blind taste your stuff. Are, are you a little nervous here? Like Never, Fred. Yeah, no, okay. Not at all. All right. I might be a little bit, but here we go. <laughs> All right, so let's start with glass uh, A. As uh, Lucas is uh, sipping the whiskey that he spilled. Yeah, I'll like, drink like, it off the table. I'm not proud. Yeah. Now, do you do you sweep up the whiskey you spill in the restaurant and give yeah, it to people? It depends, you know, yeah. yeah. Some guys. Can't waste that stuff. No. Right? All right, we all have our processes with how we like to taste and, and smell and yeah, you know, for me, it you know it begins like with looking at the color, and these are all very rich in color. And you know, there's that there's that extra aspen, uh, that extra aspen that's going into the to the barrels, 
And I've always wondered like how much color impact does that have? And then I got to see it yesterday where there was like uh, pre-aspen mm -hmm. and then post-aspen. It wasn't, it wasn't that intense of the color. It was, okay. it was just a little bit. And then the flavor profile, I tasted it pre and post. And it was like, I always, uh, you know, attributed certain notes to the aspen. And it was not, it wasn't the aspen. It was a, it kind of, it was a very, it was a very interesting experiment for me to do that. Yeah, a lot of people think that uh, 291's flavor um, profile is a lot due to the Aspen Stave finish, and it's not. It, it's a very subtle, nice note, a um, couple of notes. But, but our stills are what I believe give the most flavor to our whiskey. And then the barrels. The ones you made yourself. The ones we made ourselves. He made his own damn still. Yeah, they're sexy. I couldn't do that. If I made a still, it would be like... Yeah, it'd be horrible. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't even fix a garage door. You know, I couldn't imagine what me making a still would look like. Okay, so this nose is very perfumey. It's a very perfumey nose. Um, kind of feel like I'm going into Von Mar to the perfume counter a yeah, little bit. Yeah, a lot of floral. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree with the, the okay. floral notes. Really balanced though, nothing. No, nothing, no flaws in there. Yeah, no, uh, nothing dominating one over the other. I mean, it's very. That's the first thing nice. I'm looking for uh, when I'm doing a uh, in competition. I'm looking for flaws, and like you have, like um, you have a lot of things that will get through competition, and it's, it'll smell like turpentine or yeah. something like that. None of that here. Okay, so here we go to the next next part. The taste. Clean cuts. Oh, I like that. That's that's really nice. It's got like a Boy, um, what's that? Boy, that's good. Like a hazelnut and like a cocoa in there. Uh, definitely cocoa, almost like pralines or something like that. Or Going down to New Orleans with a little praline, pretzel, like uh, chocolate covered pretzel, almost for me. Oh man, give me a bag of chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah. I mean, that's an well, insult. It's over with. It's right? over right there. <laughs> goes, it goes straight to my hips. But yeah, really, A is mm, A is uh, is a nice contender. Finish. It's really going to nice. be. It's it's really finishing great. I definitely think it's pretty high proof, but maybe I'm wrong. I know it's barrel proof, um, but but it's. Um, now, I know it drinks that, a lot softer than the number's going to tell us. I, I know that I know that the the uh, these are your whiskey, so there's no trick here. They didn't like slap in Knob Creek or something, uh, so we know that going in. But I, I always when when I have like a new taster or something, I always try to get them to to break away from thinking about um, all the little things that might change their mindset about what the whiskey is. Instead, just focus on like which brand, and it's going to be impossible for you because you're going to be thinking what brand is this, what proof is it. But try to try to like practice some mindfulness here, Michael, and break a, and break away from uh, all your preconceived notions of whatever might be in the glass. Okay, um, but, <laughs> but but I kind of do that. I I actually the way I taste is I Eric knows this, and I'm really fast. Eric is my head distiller, and I taste in, 
it's whether I like it or don't like it. Yeah. If I start breaking it apart and breaking it down, then I can't tell you whether I like it or not because okay. there are a lot of different things about it. But if we're deciding one, two, or three, or A, B, or C, um, I'll taste and move on and taste again and tell you which one I like. Okay. So that's how I taste. All yeah, right. I find that I'm the same way. I'm pretty quick with things. I like to pick out a few notes, but you know, it's I'm I'm the rapid fire guy as well. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Get it done and um, really nice entry though. On yeah, this. A A is a, is is a tough one to start with because you know I kind of just want to break away and watch the uh, the sunset on the mountains behind us over there. It's a nice one, but we do got to taste B and C. There's definitely not enough in that tasting bottle. No. No, absolutely not. They no. can hammer that thing real easy. I know. I'm, Mine's done already. Oh wow! You go to uh, well, you get this. You got the stuff you can lick up off the yeah, uh, off already, the table. I'm already, yeah, I've already squeegeed it a little bit. So yeah, I mean, you get a little extra wood note little, there. Yeah, I don't know. But that? that's the uh, that's the essence of two ninety one. Are you working tonight? Uh, <laughs> 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 might be. <laughs> I might have to call in some uh, <clears throat> call in some reinforcements. All right, so I'm going to Glassby, and it's obviously night and day for may and and it's like this is going to be one where you know as a taster individual preference will play in and and like you you can choose uh you can you do your best to be as objective as possible but b i think can be a little polarizing because you know a well it's got a lot of that a, a lot of those cocoa notes that you like or the hazelnut you get to b it, it's a little bit more funky comedina yeah it's a little I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this one. Not sure about this. Softer. Yeah, very much more subtle on the nose. Yeah, not See, this as floral. Is, this is funk to me. This has got some funk going on up in here. Did you ever listen to Funky Cole Medina? Of course. I mean, the tone, tone loke, right? Yeah. Funky yeah. Cole Medina. Boy, much softer. Uh, sweeter for me hmm. but in a good way I could drink the hell out of this real quickly like the first one's what's more complex but this is oh it's good Eric are you over there blind tasting as well or do you know what you're tasting okay so we actually have an audience right now the 291 uh, folks are over there uh, ignoring all their conference calls yeah. And emails just to see what's going pretty, on pretty here. Better get a hold of that. They're on the clock right now, right? I know. They're not doing anything, right? They're burning up the labor. I know. No, they're doing exactly <laughs> what they should be doing. You guys kind of have a podcast going right where we work. Oh, okay. Oh, excuses, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, right? He said we have a we're we're podcasting right where he works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as we as you do like a ranking, right? You you go like you know instantly if you like one over the other. And I'm just in love with A so much that I, I personally, while while B is very drinkable, I'm uh, I'm saying you know in my head I'm already just moving it to the side of A because A was so good. I'll agree with that. I mean, <laughs> we, we're splitting hairs here. B's B's drinkable and really nice. It's just softer, a little less floral. Um, so. C, I'm interested in what C is going to be like. Let's see what C brings, but, you know, A, A and I are going A on. is really good. A and yeah. I might be dating later. <laughs> might be uh, hitting, the, hitting the man here for some more of that. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. some more? Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
Let's do it. When in Rome. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Michael's already trying to steal his seat here. Stuff. You know, I'm spilling it. He's stealing it. Interesting. Like a seashell kind of brininess up in here. Yeah, a little salt. Yeah. Scotch. Oh wow. Yeah. Scotch drinkers will love this. Uh, C is a C has like it's it's obviously it's not peat, um, but it has like a like a hickory smoke to it um, that I really dig, and it's got like this like uh, brininess, like the inside of an oyster shell. Kind you you would find in a lot of like champagnes. C is definitely a contender. I agree. C is a contender. They're they're just really different. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are a big disparity between the the three. Really good though. I'm trying to wrap my head around this one too. This one's definitely sea salt. And now you said briny. I mean, it's you plant that in my yeah, head, I but mean, it's good. Hmm. Really nice entry and balanced and. And this is why this is why whiskey drinkers, bourbon drinkers, you should be you should be tasting outside of your comfort zone, because if you've never had like a particular grower champagne, you're not going to understand that note. Like there's alcohol produces a lot of different uh, flavor profiles through the yeast, through the uh, through the base, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, corn or it's a grape. Um, or the, you know, and the barrel has an impact and the environment of which it's like aged will have an incredible impact as well. And C is one of those where if you are a uh, diverse sipper on things, you recognize that brininess. But if you don't, if you're not accustomed to drinking outside of the bourbon world, you're, you're going to miss out on what that brininess flavor is. Yeah. And that, that briny note on the nose is so fresh and, and, really clean, you know, oyster brine. I really like that note. Yeah, it's definitely unique. You don't get a ton of whiskeys that are, you know, at least in my experience, present like this. I mean, it's really interesting and really fun. So as we go to, uh, as we go to try to figure out who's, who's the champion here, I think it's definitely between C and A. And I think uh, let's just uh, any any comments on on A before we kind of dive in and and do our thing. I'm still leaning on A. I think A for me is by a by a smidge. So A has the most legs and and oil stain on the glass. So for me, that tells me that's an older 291. Um, and I may be totally wrong in talking out of my ass. But, Congener City. But um, yeah, and, and I love that about my whiskey. My whiskey, the glass is always completely dirty at the end of drinking it. And, and got to have a little dirt so to be good. Like going to a, is it, so should you, or should you start be, should you start targeting strip clubs now with your, uh, with your whiskey? 
I mean, is that could that be a thing? Sure. I mean, I don't I don't know if they spend the money on the whiskey or the girls. I, I don't well, go to strip I mean, clubs, I'm just, so I don't know. I'm just saying, like they they spend a lot of money on stuff there. So, I so my Pittsburgh event that by the time this airs, it'll already have happened. Um, I n announced it, and I had like strip clubs reaching out to me, like, "Hey, come, can you come <laughs> come to a, come to have your after party at us with us?" Perfect. I mean, why not? I'm not I'm not a strip club guy. Me either. Not at all. Casino, I'll play I'll play roulette and and drink really nice whiskey. Wait, you gamble? Uh, no, I like to gamble. Yeah, little, little uh, roulette. Action. Just roulette. You, you play roulette. That's like the worst odds ever. Yeah, and Philip and I crush it. Yeah. I mean, I've, it, witnessed, it, I've witnessed it. It's, wow. it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there for I, the badness. I mean, I've lost a lot of money playing roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not not, not rich from do you, playing roulette. Do you do I'm you not like rich, period? Do you, do you make sure that you don't have the deeds to any of your properties or anything like that when you go or yeah, exactly. <laughs> I definitely do not have the title to my black truck when I go play roulette. <laughs> or that beautiful old Dodge either. That's a beautiful old truck. Yeah, it's a, that's a good looking truck. Runs right. well too. Yeah, yeah. It, when it runs, it's kind of, it's, yeah. <laughs> so about you, you strip club guy? You know what, I have to admit, yeah. You go to strip clubs? Yeah, you know, I haven't been lately, but yeah. It's, okay. I, I'm not afraid to dabble. Yeah, it's, you know, why not? All right. <laughs> Are you going to get in trouble for saying that? No, 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 okay. not at all. You know, you got you to, gotta, like I say, you got to put put some girls through college a little bit, you know, donate. So, yeah, it's okay. You're just trying to support their education. Yeah, that's right. You know, all just right. buy some books for them, you know, every now and then, and, you know, just support them. I'm going gotta back to... Got to make a living, right? I'm going back to see. <laughs> and I love... Um, it's becoming complex to me, uh, the, and the briny note. I just I'm going back to like the sea, yeah, the sea salt chocolate kind of now. It's like yeah, but let, I, letter C. Um, I just have another taste of it, and and I'm I like A a lot. I mean they're so close, but C is just really pretty to me. Um, it was a little hot at first, and it's not not as hot. It's opened up for me. Um, and these are these are two ninety ones that are available. Um, a, I think, is if you are a traditional bourbon drinker or rye drinker, I think A is going to be your jam. I think it is um, big, bold, all over your palate, kind of curling up underneath the uh, underneath your tongue a little bit. Um, B is a good a good sipper, but you know C to me is like this. I want to get some more in there, but C is this. Uh, it just it just changes uh, in the glass, and there's a complexity to that. I keep going to this brininess. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my decision based on how long it finishes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a taste test between two up, both of them, and kind of count the finish in my head. And, uh, and that, because they're equal in parts, uh, points of the palate, nose, all that stuff. So A and C are very equal for me, very different flavors. So I'm just going to make a decision based on, uh, based on finish. Finish. Um, yeah, that briny note and then the front of your palate, it's really sweet, um, really pretty. Um, but I agree, A and C are really equal, just different notes, uh, different palate people with, you know, 
mm -hmm. a palette that likes a certain type's going to go for A, and a certain type's going for C. And I mean, okay, B, we're just leaving it out, but it, it's really good too. Yeah, the problem with B is, you know, it's not really a problem. It's just it's a, so much more subdued. You know, in a good way. I don't want to be critical. You know, it's. Uh, I'm, it's I'm a critic. So yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. okay but you, you can. I don't want to be too harsh. You're, you're on this yeah, table here for a reason. Yeah, B is. I mean, God, you could drink the hell out of B. You know, it's one of those that you can. Next thing you know, you're four or five glasses in, real easy. Dropping dollar bills. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'm still leaning on A. Well, C's finish knocks out A uh, for my palate. Um, if, if, if it's a preference game, what I would sip, what I would like to have by the fire with the cigar, it's going to be A. But I, I think when you, when you assess whiskey, and that's part of being on a tasting panel, um, you, you take out your, your you know, preconceived biases, and um, I think I would be personally drinking A, but in terms of what won the tape on the palate, you know, what, you know, beat everything on the palate in terms of, um, like, you know, the finish and some of the you know, qualities to it, you know, I think C wins. But it's a tight one, but I'm going, uh, I'm going to go C, A, B, you're going A, B, C. No, A, C. Or a, no, a, a, C, A, C, B. Yep, so you're the tiebreaker of your own uh, whiskey. I'm, I'm the same. Uh, C, a, B. Okay, so uh, I'm, now... I'm in your boat, Craig. So C is the champion. First, let's see what, what B was. That was the uh, unanimous uh, third-place finisher here. Oh, okay. All right. Here, just throw it to me. That's... That's, so, that's B? That's C? I that's mean B. B. That's B? B. B. High ride. Wow, oh, we were I was all like the hell out of that the other night. We were all like, "This is not th that that high improve." So balanced. It's that bourbon's really balanced wow. and soft. So that's the two ninety one mistake. Oh, uh, never mind. I was going to say like two ninety one mistake yeah. whiskey. I was, I was a I was the, the accident. I was a mistake for my parents. So <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> So Eric Jett was uh, freelance <laughs> distilling for me. All right. It, it's probably his first mash-in, or at least the first bourbon mash-in. And um, he came in and he asked me something, and I said, well, it's this much rye. And so he mashed in, just, or mashed in, put it in the fermentation, pitched yeast, came up, and he was uh, looking at the numbers, and he's like, um, Michael, the numbers don't match up. What's up? And I'm like, you doubled the rye. And he's like, well, you told me to. And I'm like, oh, I did, didn't I? And so we ran it, and it came off the still, and uh, is, was really balanced and really pretty. And um, it's HR for high rye bourbon. Okay. It is a bourbon, but it's a high. So it's HR. I initially thought it was human resources. Yeah, I know. A lot of people do. You know, I And mean, we're hoping that you're a you big know, fan. Of, I was a, a lot of human resource people start buying it just because All right, it's so their bourbon. Funny story for you. Prior prior to me like making it in, in bourbon, I was covering uh, all kinds of stuff in addition to bourbon. One of my beats was uh, uh, was retail technology uh, for a magazine called Stores, and I was covering this um, this uh, HR 
retail uh, technology convention. And it was like, we were all breaking for, for lunch and we're in Florida. They had an amazing like bourbon selection for really cheap. And I saw they, they had a, um, they had, I think it was like a, a Russell's pick, like a Russell's reserve pick. I was like, I'll have a, a Russell's pick neat. And I'm with all of these like HR executives. They're like looking around at who they can turn me into, for whom they can turn me into, because like I'm uh, I'm drinking on the clock. I'm like, oh wait, this is what I do. Oh, that's right. This is uh, this is an HR convention. That was an awkward convention. I bet. So the um, the proof on this is one twenty eight point two. Yeah. Well, you would have never. Which you would never guess. No, that. I, I would I didn't not come close that. to that. No, I didn't not even that close. Way. So coming in like a really strong second, uh, Lucas's number one was A. Let's see what we got with A. Bring it on down, Eric. Woo! Hey, there we go. Barrel proof. That's a different barrel proof. So you'll have to, the actual proof is 137.5. Yeah. 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 That's oh. Different. So this is the whiskey. Um, this is a different barrel. Mm -hmm. But the, the what we're drinking mm -hmm. is 137.5. Okay. A. I and think I think we could have guessed that one. Yeah, on the proof, almost a has been. Yeah, I mean it was it was big and big and big. big and beautiful. Yeah. So that is Colorado, my whiskey. That is what I set out to make. A, I didn't pick it, but um, um, big, bold, beautiful, rugged, refined, rebellious. Your trademark. Um, yep. Yeah. And, um, makes a amazing black Manhattan. Okay. Um, are you, just a, are, you a, it neat. are you a cocktail guy, Lucas? You know what? I'm not, but hands down, my favorite cocktail is a Vucare. Oh, okay. You I know, get when it, a, yeah. a well-made Vucare for me is money. Mm. Lucas has a nickname. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who, who gave it to him? Dr. Yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Emily. Oh. oh. Emily, who does all our PR stuff and yeah. social and uh, sells barrels out of the tasting room, all that kind of stuff. But... Uh, um, Emily told us Dr. Turkey because in college well, in or college I you know wild turkey and Dr. Pepper was my thing and I grew up my dad drank wild turkey and I just was one of the first bourbons I was ever around but the main reason I drank wild turkey I mean I liked it mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. could bring a bottle of wild turkey to a house party and none of those college kids would touch it they were all scared to death of it so i could leave it there i didn't have to tote it around i mean you bring a bottle of jack daniels to a party that thing's gone in five minutes i just leave it there and you know all those little you know sissy kids you know would touch it so i was just you know it was always a matter of practicality for me but then it just kind of became it evolved into something <laughs> a little bit more but that was that's that's where that came from a lot right of wild on. turkey a lot of wild turkey in college and then his palate grew up. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and turkey. Started, no, I know. Turkey's turkey. Good I love stuff. turkey. You're a turkey guy. I love turkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's a rye bourbon. So. Yeah. They. It's um, it's good whiskey. It is good whiskey. So our pick of the day was uh, C. Let's find out what C was. Yeah, I'm curious to know what this is. The bourbon. It's a single barrel. A single barrel uh, bourbon. 133 proof. Barrel proof, single barrel. 130. 130.7, oh, 07. No, that's the P. Oh, that's the P, yeah. Okay, 137 proof. So you're gonna be picking a barrel here pretty soon. Yeah, Yeah. excited, yeah. Have you picked a 291 barrel before? Uh, no, no. 
Well, not. Uh, get get your liver ready. Yeah, yeah, it's it's game on. I know. Get I, your liver ready. Yeah, I yeah. I, I'll tell I you. I got a good night's sleep. I knew what was coming today. I picked. Uh, I think we picked seven, eight yesterday, and uh, and it was it was great. It was yeah. great. But the, you, they they'll they'll pull batches the barrels from like the exact same fill day. They've been sitting next to each other. It's amazing how different. Yeah. How different they are. It's well, it's amazing. amazing. Just the three here are are really really different yeah i mean they are off the rails different yeah well so yeah last night we were at the broadmoor finished mm -hmm. the night having sidecars at the hotel bar which is amazing they make mm -hmm. them a really nice sidecar but with barrel proof we're finishing the night drinking <laughs> barrel proof sidecars <laughs> i had one and i was done you were i done. was like sitting there staring off the space half asleep but not really asleep yeah, uh, it was. I, I didn't finish mine. I was like, ah, oh, it's time for. I got, I got, I got a rule. I've been in this business for a long time because I try to hold to this rule. Don't ever be out past midnight. Don't ever be out past midnight. Yeah, funny how that works when you get a little older, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I, there's, especially when you're when you're out without the kids, yeah. and it's like I would trade anything for a full eight. Nine hours sleep. Yeah, you know, that's the beauty of getting a little older. You get a little wiser, and we realize yeah. you know day drinking's better. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just better. You get that full eight hours. <laughs> well, this was this was a great like uh, first time to do this uh, to do the blind um, you know ranking. Um, I wonder I wonder like if this is if you would have saw these products, Michael. Is this how you thought we would have ranked them? That's a hard question. Um, knowing what they are, it makes sense about how we talked about them, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm biased to the Colorado, so I probably, I probably, if I looked at them and knew the the my flagship, the Colorado whiskey, was A, I might have leaned that way. But but I mean, really, C was a really is a really pretty whiskey it's just mm -hmm. bourbon it's a little softer than the rye mm -hmm. um and and like you said you know it had that that briny note that was really nice that's really different yeah. and that's you know that's what makes whiskey win or anything is that that little extra difference that good difference mm -hmm. um and in in anything from you know that's the Tenth of a second faster skiing or whatever, um, that that different note makes you go. This is really good and and different, mm -hmm. and so that that's how it wins. You know, as a photographer, best picture wins, and and that could be a shift in a finger or something like that in a picture that you just don't realize, and and it makes it the picture better. You know that you you were a photographer and yes. journalist long so, time ago. Yep. I have hung up the hat. Don't do it anymore. Because you know why? You can't make a fucking living shooting pictures anymore. No. I have an iPhone. I know, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, uh, but that's going to do it. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. Cheers. Oh, thank you. you know, Cheers. I think we go. got some barrels to pick now. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much, Fred. Absolutely. Enjoyed you being here. Yeah. 291. It's been a good time. And Absolutely. Really appreciate everything you do for us and hanging out with you and drinking whiskey. We telling stories always from yeah. day one <laughs> love it with you so and, thank you and hopefully uh, my liver survives 
picking your barrel. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll make so, it. We'll and make and it. also, we'll make I appreciate it. your wife for allowing you to be out here and, you know, traveling. She's pretty all, cool. Because you have kids. I, yeah. I understand that I did all that. Yeah. And uh, it takes a lot for them at home. And, Nice so, plug yeah. there, buddy. Yeah. Nice, nice she, by the way, she would uh, she would love to be here. She's a she's a big whiskey head. Okay, well, of course. <laughs> Loves I mean, her some whiskey. Yeah. So you're not gonna marry a woman that likes vodka. You know, it's funny how that worked really? out. Oh. It's funny. No, she does. She she does not like <laughs> vodka. No, she was a whiskey. She was a whiskey connoisseur before me. I was a whiskey drinker, and when I mean drinker, I fucking drank it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I was in Iraq, I had people send me bottles of whiskey. You know, poured in Listerine. Uh, I've drank. You know, we'd be out in the deer woods, be drinking straight from the bottle. You know, I didn't know what tasting was until I met my wife. Hmm. So, interesting. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I'm done. Oh, oh. boy. Whoops. Go. I got a little drop. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Vodka sucks. I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's uh, this week's episode. I'd love to know what your what your thought is on the format of the of the new show, uh, in terms of the new format, what we're doing here. Now, what we will be doing in future episodes is I'm going to tell you what the what the brand is that we are tasting, so you can taste alongside us. And so uh, that should be that should be fun. I didn't do that on this round because not going to lie to you, I completely. Uh, did not write them down. I didn't write them down for this, and then I'm I'm up against the gun on recording, so I had to I had to spit this uh, intro and and out. Otherwise, I was going to get in big trouble. I can't be having that. But uh, at any rate, it's going to do it for this week. Um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts about the show, and uh, make sure you're checking out Colorado Springs area. What an incredible. What incredible time I had when I was there, and it was so much fun to do in person. But I appreciate everybody for all your support, always tuning in. Hit me up on fredminnick.com to get a sticker. If you don't have a sticker yet, we are going to take care of you. We will mail you a sticker so you can have it and put it on your car, your computer, or whatevs. But appreciate you all, folks. Be safe out there. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. Remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michter's. For more information about Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.